I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my teen business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a very, very interesting real estate agent that is absolutely crushing it. I remember way back when I had a mentor who told me, and I think this is, was one bad advice, but it wasn't certainly great advice. He said, Pat, you should be happy if you could make just one more dollar from year to year. Every year, if you made one more dollar than you did the year before, you should be happy. Well, here's the thing with Matt Curtis. How'd you like to grow 800% over a five-year period? Yeah, I'm not talking about 5%, 10%, 800% over a five-year period, doing over 400 transactions a year at a Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, and a lot of cool stuff through technology, doing some great charity stuff. And we're going to get all into the meat and potatoes of exactly what technology he's using and, and how he's blowing up his business like, uh, like crazy. So, hey, without further ado, let's get Matt on the line. Matt, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews, Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for having me today, Pat. Hey, Matt, why don't you give everybody a little bio on yourself so they can get to know you better? Yes, I, I guess one thing that's unique about me is that my background's in computer engineering. Um, so I, I, I guess I came about it from a different standpoint. And so, you know, that's one thing that's been really super uh, helpful as, as I've gotten into the real estate market. I got in as, as technology started to really take off and we've been able to leverage that in our business. Um, I got started like I said, as a computer engineering, I started investing in real estate on the side. I just kind of felt uh, find an agent that I felt comfortable with. So typical engineer, I got my real estate license just to represent myself and 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 do my own investing. You know, fast forward, I, I got a job offer with one of the area's top builders. Yeah, I sold two homes my first week, and I guess the rest has been history. Eight hundred percent growth over the last you know five years. Wow. Well, let's get to the nitty gritty here, man. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's find out how so everybody listening can do the same thing. Um, all right. But before we get into the how, let's talk uh, exact numbers here. What? How many houses did you sell last year? So we have 415 net contracts. We actually closed 370 since we're growing so fast. We had you know quite a few pendings that carried over to to 2017 um 
we closed over $81 million in, in volume and netted over $2.3 in closed GCI. Okay. So when you say netted over $2.3 in closed GCI, that means the net to you after you paid your broker? What's that mean? Yeah, yeah. Good question. So yeah, yeah I should have just clarified that. So over 2.3 GCI, our net is, is around 25%. Okay, so your your ECI, your ego commission income was two point three million. Correct. Um, your what you were left with was about twenty five percent of that, which is uh, say you know six hundred grand. Thereabouts, yes, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You got it. Okay, now you mentioned that you do some real estate investing. What was your LTI? Your left to invest after you got the 600 how much did you invest uh that's that's a very good question so you know we our lti runs about 50 percent. so after we you know we pay for our expenses go on vacation donate to charity pay our taxes uh we typically leave lti around 50 percent. that's awesome so you had several hundred thousand dollars to buy some houses you now do you buy houses around huntsville alabama or where do you invest well right now I, you know i'm extremely as we're building this business and ramping it up i'm extremely conservative in terms of amount of cash in the bank so i i don't know if you know who dave ramsey is but a, a big dave ramsey follower in terms of having you know a lot of extra uh, money sitting in the bank in case you know the real estate market crashes and we can um, take advantage of any dips in the real estate market as well and so uh, we've really been working on continuing to stockpile our cash reserves so that we can uh, continue to, to grow at a fast rate so that's what our focus has been last uh, last probably 12 to 24 months uh, this year we're going to start investing again Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Um, nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't know. The jury's not out whether it's smart to start investing after a two-year hiatus or not right now. Some guy sent me a thing. He said, hey, Pat, um, look, uh, he was in Florida. He said, look, my my hometown in Florida uh, it was named the hottest real estate market in the United States. And I said to him, well, you know, I think that's bad. I mean, good for you commission-wise, but why would I want to invest? I mean, his point was to get me to invest in there. I'm like, I don't think I want to invest in the hottest market. I want to invest in a cold market. Um, That's how you make the money. Um, But I did the same thing. Um, You know, I can't blame you for what you did. You know, I paid off my primary residence, paid off some other things, have a very low loan-to-value ratio on some rentals, not going balls out into – buying a whole lot of houses right now, just focusing on, you know, dumbing down what I have. And, uh, you know, if a good deal comes around, I'll certainly uh, look at it and, and, and purchase it. So yeah, good. I like what you're doing. So let's talk about these 380 units that you settled, you know, what percentage of them were listings versus buyers? You know, I guess one of the challenges that you've talked about is these larger and larger teams develop, you know, buyer leads are, are plentiful. So unfortunately, we've been not to the balance that I want it to be. But we're, you know, last year we're 58% buyer and 42% seller. And we're working very hard to get back to that, that 50-50 standpoint. 
And what what would you say your largest um, source of leads is right now? On listing or buyer side? Let's do both. Um, So, you know, buyer, you know, obviously from a, a quantity perspective, uh, PPC website leads are, are are the easiest to come by in terms of buyers. Um, we also like you know for in terms of quality sign calls. We we learn from uh, I think you probably interviewed him in the past. Lars Henneberg has a 24 hour sign calls and we we leverage those as well and those have been really profitable for us. Uh, of course, like everybody, referrals, repeat clients, reputation. Uh, the other thing that we've really done that's helped not only from a listing perspective, but it's kind of helped all the other ships rise as well in terms of referrals and, and even converting internet leads um, is really focusing on our mass marketing um, from radio. We, we've just started in TV, but we've gone really big in, in billboard over the last year. Cool. Like how many billboards do you have? Uh, we are about to put up our 29th billboard. Holy dirt. Tw- 20. <laughs> what, what do these things say? Uh, so we, we've ran a couple of different messages. Um, there was, uh, around the, the whole presidential cycle, I borrowed an idea from, from one of my friends, Jeff Cook, uh, with the whole presidential campaign. So we had the, the moving to Canada billboard, uh, for a while, we did a, a teaser message in our market where we put up, uh, I think it was 19 different billboards that just said every 33 hours, dot, dot, dot. Um, and we left those up for about two weeks. And then we ran some digital campaigns for the final, I think it was around 24 hours. Well, it was a little over 24 hours because we, we counted down from 33 hours down to, to zero. And then as it went to zero, we changed the digital ad and also put up new static billboards that said, you know, we sell home every 33 hours. Give us a call on our cell, our phone number, which is 256-333-MOVE. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A lot of yeah. smart stuff there. A lot there. of smart stuff there. Yeah. So we, we had a lot of people asking, you know, who's, who's doing the billboard? Who's, you know, who's, it was Reddit. It was all over Facebook. And so... Uh, we've pretty much ingrained our 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 local town that we, you know we're we're the guys that sell home every thirty three hours. Which of course, if you do the math, we're we're selling a lot faster than that now. And and five years ago, no one knew who you were. Pretty Only our pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Wow, I love that. I love these stories. Okay, good. So let's talk a little bit about your reviews. You know, I looked you up online. You got like two hundred sixty two. Zillow, you got, you know, 188 Google reviews, you got 52 Facebook reviews. Um, you know, this doesn't include Yelp, Angie's list, whatever. I, I don't even have the full list of you probably have a 1000 reviews out there. How are you knowing where to send the people? Like, are, are you tap when you are, you are you tapping out at like 250 and say, when I get to 250 on Zillow, I'm going to Google. When I get to 150 on Google, I'm I'm going to Yelp. When I get here, I'm going to Facebook. I mean, how are you deciding where to send these people? You know, good question. So, yeah, we first start out with the reviews on, on Zillow, and um, we we just sent a mass email to our database asking them for a review. And fortunately we had enough, you know, I guess raving fans that overnight we became the number one reviewed real estate agent on, on Zillow. We've, we're continuing to, 
to focus on Zillow, but just not quite as much. Google's really our, our main focus. And the reason for that is we, we you know, tracking the numbers and the analytics, we just have more people come in the door or are giving us a call by saying, hey, I looked you up online, I saw your Google reviews, that's why I'm calling you to, to sell my house today. So Google performs the, the best for us. You know, Zillow's okay. Zillow's always changing their, their model and their strategy. And so one day you'll you'll find the secret sauce that works with them and then they'll completely change it the next day. So we feel like Google's kind of the more stable source. Um, if you looked us up, you know, our Facebook page has not been a focus of ours in the past. It is now. Um, and so that's why our Facebook reviews are, are lower, but give us another year and we'll, we'll be up in the 200 plus mark there as well. Wow. That's crazy. Um, so, you know, um, and how are you making, how are you controlling it to, so that uh, all your agents go under your team reviews, you know, because agents are out there like, Hey, I want to get my own reviews. Right. So, you know, I guess with, with Zillow, you have the whole team structure and, and they encourage you to, to go that route. We don't do that with Zillow for a couple reasons. You know, number one is let's say we have an agent and we, so the agents don't typically reach out to the clients to get the reviews. It's, it's our admin team. And so if our admin team reaches out and builds up a huge review profile under a particular agent, let's say they have 40, 50 reviews, um, and then they leave us, then they take those reviews with us and now they've turned into competitors. So that's, that's not necessarily a win-win for us. But then the other thing is as a new team member joins our team, we, um, we don't want a competitive situation where they're like, well, you set me up with, with, with John, but John has two reviews and Susie has 50 reviews. So I want to go work with Susie. And the, you know, the bottom line is agents come to our team because of the reviews and the reputation that we have. And so, and that's, you know, why clients come to us because of our reputation. So we don't want to really fragment our team of, Hey, this agent has this number of reviews or this agent has that number of reviews. You know, we feel like, you know, we can provide that five-star service regardless of the agent on our team. Yeah. And if, if they can't provide the five-star mm-hmm. service, then they're not on our team. Wow. Wow. And, and what does your team look like now? Uh, so we're, I always have to kind of think back and count because we're growing pretty fast. Uh, we hired two people today, so I believe we're up to 28 team members. That's pretty good. And uh, five years ago, it was just you, right? It was just me, myself, and I. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about technology. So what technology are you using that uh, you could share with our rock star audience here, the rock star nation, uh, something new, different, exciting that they may not have, not have heard of? You know, I think probably the the software that a lot of people talk about is, you know, I guess the old Tiger Leads, the Boomtowns, the Commission Zinc, the Conversions, you know, all awesome platforms. Um, I've used Tiger Leads, I've used Boomtown, I've used Commission Zinc. Uh, what's your your subscriber base? The problems and the challenges that they're going to run into as they start to hit. 350, 400, 600, 700 plus homes per year is that the systems are not going to be as flexible and do everything that they they need to. And so um, one of the, the big projects that we had last year that we're, we're continuing to, to work on this year is migrating our entire database um, and 
entire system over to Salesforce. Mm, and why'd you choose to do that? And, and what I like about Salesforce is I can do, you know, I guess what I like about it and what I don't like about it is, is the same thing. So I can make Salesforce <laughs> do anything I want to do. So, you know, the great thing is I can make it do anything I want to do. The bad thing is I can make it do anything I want to do. So you know, the, the challenge that I found going into it is, um, you know, certain things that I took for granted with the Commission Zinc platforms and the Boomtown platforms, I had to kind of reinvent on, say, Salesforce or, you know, my real estate webmasters uh, website. So I've kind of married those two two technologies together. But what I love about it is, you know, we used to have, you know, the Commission Zinc for the lead management and then my transaction management team might be using something else. And then we were tracking commissions in another platform and I was doing reporting in a Google spreadsheet. Now I can integrate everything from start to finish, one single platform, all of my reporting and dashboards automatically updated for me. So I can make um, you know, real-time business decisions with a click of a button with, without having to, to make calculations. And um, the other, you know, really game changer for me on it was, I mean, you've been doing this long enough to know that, you know, agents are awesome and sometimes they, you know, whether they intend to or not, they, they may tell you, oh, yeah, well, I, I prospected, I called 30 people today or I, I did this or I did that. And these other systems just didn't provide that level of accountability and insight into their actual activity for me to really mentor them and, and help them okay, grow. So, wait a minute. so, so yeah. slow it down right there at that point. Yeah. How? How does it, how, how, you know, how, how do you know? How is that accountability yeah. there? So through, through my Salesforce platform, everything they do is tracked. So every call, um, it's, it's all you know, it's tracked through the system and then outputs a report to me or a dashboard that shows me exactly what their activity was. So Matt, if you have a, an agent, right, let's say it's a, a new agent or an agent that's in a slump, you know, an agent that clearly has to get some sales on the board or you're going to fire them, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say the minimum amount of connects they would have to get on a daily basis, Monday through Friday? What what would you tell them? That you know, one thing that's that's a good question. It, it, it kind of depends what type of agent they are. If they're a buyer's agent or a listing agent on my team, but let's assume that they're a buyer's agent. Um, so what we do is first we track to make sure their activity is, is where it needs to be. Um, if not, you know, it's just a matter of working harder. Um, if their activity is where it needs to be, but their conversion ratios that are being calculated in Salesforce are below the team average, then that's something that we need to work on their scripts. But to, to answer your question, you know, in general, you know, I, I guess, again, we'll break it down two ways. And so, you know, somebody that's an experienced team member on our team, they've already got a pipeline built up. Uh, we recommend them prospecting an hour to two hours a day, 20 contacts per day, five days per week. 20, so connects, people that they're in, inter, interacting with. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Right. You got it. So mm -hmm. 20 a day. So it'd be about 100 a week. Right, and then double that if you're a brand new agent and you're trying to ramp up your business. Double it, so 40, 40 a day. Yes. 200 a week. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then you'd move that two hour a day mark to four hours, essentially, because you don't got anything else to do. You got it. And you don't have anything else to do to talk to people and, and to learn. 
Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing it. That's great. That's great advice. People always ask, and they're curious about the exacts on on that. So yeah, uh, and, and then in general too. I mean, twenty contacts. You should be getting at least one appointment off of that as well. Five appointments per week. Five appointments per week, and then how many listings or buyers do you think you should close? Say, say with a buyer broker agreement or a listing agreement signed. So again, by, we break up buyers and listings a little bit differently. So our our listing leads are come list me leads. You know, typically they saw some you know billboard or referral, and so those conversion ratios are going to be you know, a lot higher than somebody that called a yard sign or a PPC lead. Um, but for uh, the buyer standpoint, uh, you should be able to convert, you know, somewhere between four to five, every four to five appointments, you should be getting a contract. Um, so that factors in somebody that goes, you know, Bob, the buyer, you take them out two or three times before they buy. And then you took out Susie, but she never bought with you. So 20 a day, a hundred a week, Five appointments, one, one contract. One contract. Easy to remember. Love it. Love it. Okay, so let's talk about Nicaragua because you have a really cool thing going on. Why don't you tell the audience what you got? Yeah, so I guess, you know, I don't know what your beliefs are, but, you know, God laid it on my heart um, a few years ago. Uh, I guess the passion for Nicaragua. And so I had an opportunity to go a couple years ago. And I was just blown away um, by by what's you know the the opportunity that's over there. Yeah, you know, I'm a big like we talked about. We're I'm an investor, so I that's the best return on investment that I found in real estate. Five thousand dollars, you can build a house, you can change a family, literally save lives. Because there's this statistic that one in four kids die before the age of five due to inadequate housing, and so. Last year, building four homes, statistically speaking, we were able to at least save you know one person's life, and so that that's what we do. Every hundred homes that we sell, we build a, a home for a family in Nicaragua. We've uh, built thirty, or built or donated thirty-five uh, to date, and um, so I've been over there once, and fortunately, uh, going back over there next week. In fact. No kidding. Okay. So you've built 35 homes in Nicaragua through your real estate company. And the deal is every hundred homes you sell, you build a house in Nicaragua. You got it now. And this house generally costs about 5,000 us dollars. Yes. And what, what is this? How, I mean, people are thinking, well, what can you get for $5,000? What, what is it made of? What does it look like? What do the people have before you do it? Give me, give me some detail on that. Yeah. I'll have to send you a picture, uh, if if you want to post it, but basically, you know, Nicaragua is a tough terrain, you have volcanoes and tsunamis and stuff like that. And so it's not built out of stick. It's built out of, you know, center block. So, you know, basically four center block walls, 10 roof. Uh, that's one of the challenges that, the, you know, we, we met a kid over there that was talking about, you know, water leaks through his roof all night because it's a very, uh, they have a very heavy rainy season. And so he has a hard time sleeping at night and going to school the next day. And then you can imagine him sitting there trying to do his homework with, with rain um, dropping on him all night as well. And so it's a 10 roof. Yeah, everything's basically built out of concrete, so it's indestructible for the most part for the, the climate that they're in. That's amazing. And I, I can only imagine 
the sense of fulfillment you get, you know, by, by doing now, are you going to take any, uh, do you take any members of your team or how do you get them behind the whole thing? Uh, yeah, so as we continue to grow, we, we feel like, so you typically you take a team about 10 to 12. And so unfortunately, you know, we're still, we're a pretty big team now, but for half of our team to, to go to Nicaragua would, would be for nine days would, would be a challenge for us. And so um, as we continue to grow, uh, my plan is to, to lead teams and, and go over there and, and uh, you know, to, to do it that way. But right now it's just me and I kind of take the information back to our team and it's uh, something that they believe in and, and uh, unbelievable, you know, I've been there and I'm behind it, but they haven't even been there and, and, and they see the vision. Yeah. I mean, I just uh, Google imaged you and, and, you know, pictures show up with you and Nicaraguan families, uh, Nicaraguan people with little signs that say, thank you, Matt. It's just, um, it really touched my heart. It was very, it's great. And I think it's, I think it's a great thing. I think more real estate teams should do it. I mean, cause we're in the business of homes, you know, and we are so fortunate. And like you said, we have no clue uh, when in some of these third world countries, what the struggles these people go through, it changes your life when you come back. It, it does. And you know, the other thing that changes your life too, is just the level, even with the lack of what they have, the level of commitment that our level of contentment that they have. And so, you know, there's a lot that we can learn as Americans going over there as well. At Rebus University, we take the pain points out of selling real estate. Have you ever said out loud or in your mind, there are just no good leads or there's just no leads never again that is exactly why we created 101 free ways to create real estate leads with real estate industry icon chad goldwasser lost a listing to another agent never again the certified listing agent course goes through step-by-step step how eight of the world's top agents close 90-some percent of every listing appointment they go on. Industry icons like Buddy Blake and Marty Hampton have encouraged their entire team to take this course. And after they took it themselves, we gave them discounts for all their team members, and we'll give you that same exact discount if you go to rebusuniversity.com. Had a listing expire and another agent take it over and then drop the price drastically and it's sold right away? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Certified Price Reduction course. We've had several agents take that and get immediate price reductions. All of the reviews that we've gotten on rebusuniversity.com, by the way, have all been five stars. Our other flagship product, the Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn out of Omaha, Nebraska, has been selling off the shelves. Everybody wants to know what happens when you peel back the curtain of the Omaha's elite real estate team's inside business. Jeff and I sit down and talk about the nitty gritty of where every dollar that he makes comes from and where every dollar that he spends goes out. It's an incredible, candid 10-hour course on how to build the mega team of the future. Use coupon code podcast to get 50% off your first course now rebusuniversity.com
So what else would you say that you're doing that's new and exciting that other teams might not be doing uh, that is uh, that is working that we can learn from? Yeah, good question. So we talked about reviews. We talked about Salesforce. Um, you know, I think that the biggest thing that, that if teams want to try to emulate what we're doing, it's not one single thing. And it's just common sense in real estate too, real estate investing. You don't want to put all your eggs in a single real estate investment. You want to spread it out. So you don't want any, you know, for us, we don't want any one source of business to be over 25% of what we do. Um, so we, we break it up in several different categories. But the, the biggest game changer that I've seen is, you know, TV, radio, billboards, how they elevate everything else that you're doing. Mm. So if you look at just return on investment, they're not as high as you know, a PPC campaign or, or somebody's doing Zillow, even a Zillow campaign. But what I found is they've increased the return on investment in every other category that I've had. It's hard. When you start branding like that, it's very hard to track. Uh, mm -hmm. I like to say a lot of times people won't call you till they see you three times. So right. if they see you on a billboard, then they see, you know, online, and then they see a sold sign across the street. It's like a no-brainer, right? And so we used to ask, what prompted you to call us? And then we'd say, you know, do you have a, was there a secondary source? You had you seen right. us before that. Right. You know, so we could right. sort, of, sort of track uh, as many things as possible. Right. And I always, you know, I think the what's the survey out there that you have to, you have six impressions before you can become top of mind. So I always teach my agents too. It's, you know, you've called them, now you got to email them and now you've got to send them a postcard. It's kind of that race to six to become that top agent in their mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, Matt, let's wrap this up with our flagship question. And that is this, let's say I took Matt and I took uh, nine other real estate agents all from this show. So, you know, they're all top agents, go getters. Right. And I put you on an island, but on this island, there's a lot of commerce. People are buying and selling things. There's money, you know, there's real estate changing hands, that sort of thing. I gave each agent a laptop computer. I gave him a cell phone. I gave him a thousand bucks cash. And I said, go at it. The agent that sells the most houses every week gets to stay on the island. But whoever sells the least amount of houses that week gets thrown off. After 10 weeks, we have one agent left and they win a million dollars. How is Matt Curtis going to win this reality show? It's, it's due to the parameters of the $1,000 budget, uh, you know, where I would spend my $1,000 is on open house signs. So I would be doing open houses every night, every weekend, and putting out my directional signs because I think that's the, the most cost-effective return on investment that you can get. You know, in our market, we'll put up 30 to 50 open house signs um, on a given Sunday for an open house. And it, it, it's just, you know, it's, again, it's one of the best return on investments that you get. Yeah, I think a lot of people take that for granted. They just cheese out because it's a pain putting up signs. It's embarrassing standing there as cars go by. You know, uh, sometimes, depending on where you are, the ground is hard. You got to bang them suckers in. But, you know, if, if you're going to spend an hour before that open house, 
that hour spent putting up as many signs as possible, you know, could be the difference between zero commissions and one commission for your time spent at that open house. You got it. Exactly. And, and then just also, you know, my background's in new construction, so I'm well versed on converting those open house leads to contracts. So it's also knowing your scripts at the open houses and knowing how to get the registration card. Cause if, if you, if you don't have a phone number or email, I, I've never been able to sell somebody a house without that information. Well, talk to me about that. Now, are you guys using a, an, an, an app on an iPad? If so, what are you using and, and uh, how are you ensuring you get that information? Yeah, you know, I guess high tech as we are, I, we just use a registration card. And so it's like the law of reciprocity. Anytime the customer asks for something back from us, then that's the time to ask for something from them. Uh, you always want to lead with the email address before the phone number because an email address is, is easier to get. And then you follow up with a follow-up question on the phone number. Um, typically, our agents will walk around the open house with the registration card in hand and begin filling out notes. If, if, we're, if we have a lot of different consumers that are in that open house, obviously many of them are going to be filling it out themselves. It's just being disciplined, too, of as they hand that open house card back, A, verify, you know, look at the card, make sure you can read the information because if I filled it out, yeah. you wouldn't be able to read it. And then two, oftentimes it may have the missing phone number and just ask them, oh, by the way, what's the best number to reach you at? So, so are you finding it's probably you have a better rate of uh, getting the correct information by verbally asking versus letting them do it? Uh, yes, yes. And so you're just saying, hey, you know, they're saying, um, how much is this again? And you're saying, hey, it's two seventy nine nine. Uh, can I get your email address? Uh, yeah, something along that lines. Or yeah, two seventy nine. Uh, by the way, um, what's your email address? I'll also email you some comps for the neighborhood. What's a good email address to send that to? Mm. Mm-hmm. And if it's okay, I'll call you back tomorrow just to make sure you, you receive the email I sent. What's the best number to reach you at? Boom, just like that, just flows. And, and then the other thing, too, is I, is I find new agents, too, they like to be like a, a walking encyclopedia of real estate. And whether you know all the answers or not, at some point, you've, you've got to not know an answer so that you can have a reason to fall back up with them on an email. Um, you know, ask me what the price per square foot is. I, I'm sorry I don't have that information readily available. However, I'll send that to you over in an email. Mm. Yeah, so you actually want them to talk so that they ask questions that you don't know because the right. question that you don't know is better because then you have to follow up. You got it. Money's in the follow-up. I like it. I think if, if, if all agents just decided the likelihood of someone buying that house is so slim, you know, your goal is 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 not to look good. Your goal is to simply – Get the email and the phone number and, <laughs> right. and do that through a tit-for-tat game of, hey, getting them to ask you a question that you don't know the answer to. Exactly. So many people are so ego-based that they want to know all the answers, but they just gave them all the information to the consumer that they are no longer of any value to them. So you've got to continue to, to hold back some of that information and continue to provide it throughout the process. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Matt, this has been great. I, I really appreciate you coming on. You, you certainly have shared a lot of meat and potatoes. You certainly answered the questions directly and you gave 
probably 10 good things that everybody can uh, use. And I'm going to put all of Matt's notes on hybendigital.com backslash Matt Curtis. That's two T's and Matt C-U-R-T-I-S. That's hybendigital.com backslash Matt Curtis. If you guys have any referrals, buyers or sellers going to Huntsville, Alabama, send them to Matt. Matt, thanks a lot, buddy. And if I'm ever in Huntsville, let's uh, get together. We can break some bread. Sounds good. I look forward to it, Pat. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And... If you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to padhyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.